Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 11 of season four. If you've just joined, I'm Robin of Added Tired Witch on Instagram, and I'm joined by the beautiful, sexy, and sensual Maria of Maria <laughs> the Arcane on Instagram. Oh. Thank you. What an introduction. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to mention that we actually have a super fun class happening this month. It's going to be taught by Katie Webb, and it's going to be paranormal investigation using tarot. Like, Which is so cool. Amazing. So cool. I'm really excited for this class. <laughs> I am too. <laughs> and that is going to be June 24th. So in a couple yes. of weeks. So yeah, we so we'd love to see join. you there. Yeah. yeah, we'd love to see you there. It's going to be so cool. If you just joined us this week, every week we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how you can utilize them in your magical practice. This week we have another weird cusp, like last week. Um, Marie and I were just discussing that before recording. So the new moon is going to be on June 17th, which is the new moon in Gemini or the new moon in Cancer, depending on where you're living, (laughs) because it transfers over at like, what did you say, four in the morning? (laughs) Like the dark moon is at midnight the oh gosh when was it it like it's a really weird one guys yeah it's at the dark moon's on the 17th and then it switches over to cancer when it's 0.1 percent but where i'm living but where i'm living it is gemini until one in the morning and then it switches to cancer so it's still the dark you know what i'm saying like it's, mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's a weird cusp, guys. <laughs> so we're going to talk about both. <laughs> so if you are somebody who has a moon app or similar and it tracks uh, based off of your geological location, geographic location, that's the right word. Um, just listen for which one pertains to you. So if you are somebody who lives in the area where we've got the new moon in Gemini, this is a really good time to bring balance to your life, which I know that we might associate that with like Libra typically, but the Mm -hmm. kind of balance that we see with the new moon in Gemini is doing things like encouraging you to earn more at your like career or professional endeavors and then implying that to like the luxury side of your life so that's the kind of balance we're seeing where it's like work and play kind of bringing to more balance as opposed to other kinds of balances that one might have (laughs) with Gemini (laughs) it's a little bit more specific so we're going to do things like focusing on spell work that is going to help us bring in more money with the intention of spending that money frivolously frivolously (laughs) frivolously i don't know you know the word i think you said i think the first time you got it right (laughs) (laughs) so this isn't like a oh i want to put more money in the bank to save this is a i really want to get those taylor swift tickets so i'm going to do some spell work to get some overtime so that way i can go buy those one million dollar tickets yeah Um, (laughs) <laughs> yeah i think uh, the new moon in gemini is a great time to like channel like extroverted energy like if you're yes. very introverted and you need to be extroverted it's a great time to channel this is a good that time to extroverted <laughs> wave <laughs> so uh if you're somebody who lives in an area where the new moon is going to be in cancer 
first of all, congratulations. You're in the best mood of the entire year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, she's two, such a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> the new moon cancer is often one of like rebirth themes around family and our um, emotional health. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this would be a really good time to do protection magic, re-up your wards. That maybe is going to protect your family, especially if that family, let's say, is, I don't know, going off to summer school and you want to just make sure they're going to save. Maybe you're going to do some sigil work in their backpacks or you have a partner who goes off to work every single day. Perhaps you're going to refresh your poppet for their protection. Um, this is the kind of magic and time where we are focusing on just nurturing what we've already got um, in our home, in our hearth, that kind of situation, and making sure that it continues to flourish and feel safe. Yeah, I really, for Cancer Moons, I love focusing on like home and hearth type things. Um, yeah. I know mm-hmm. hearth is like fire, but on a really simple you know, level, just doing some kitchen witchery. Yeah. And then like doing a great home cleansing and like home blessing would be a great thing to yeah. do during this new moon. You know, I have and this actually this for idea. Box this month. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going <laughs> to say for our um, magical beginning boxes, it's actually going to be that theme of home blessing. So it'll be perfect yes. to do during yeah. the new moon. So I actually, so I had this idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. That came to me the other day. This is going to sound a little chaotic, but hear me out. Doing kitchen witchery, where you know mm-hmm. those little iron fish for people that are anemic? Mm-hmm. Do you know, have you ever seen those? You add them to like your soup pots and stuff and it helps add iron to your food? I believe so, yeah. Imagine if you use one of those for protection magic in <gasps> your kitchen witchery Ooh. cooking. That's a good idea. <sighs> <laughs> Is that my biggest brain moment ever? Perhaps. <laughs> so, you anemic witches, you can do protection magic as you can make your soup. Yeah, like, honestly, I don't know exactly how those things work. So, like, maybe do some research on it if it's safe to take if you're not anemic. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they work. Um, but I just saw, like, an ad for it. And I was like, oh, could you imagine? And then I did no further research on it from there. So this is not a medical endorsement. This is a little manic idea I had. And perhaps if it's something that you're interested in, you could Google it. (laughs) Make sure it's safe, please, before ingesting this. This I am not a doctor. So if you have just joined us for this episode or haven't listened to the other episodes so far this season, in lieu of choosing a card and dis- discussing it like we were doing the previous um, seasons, we're just going off of like different sections in tarot, like we discussed the major arcana, the minor arcana, and what each suit generally represents. And now we're kind of like making our way through the ones, twos, and all of that. But anyways, this week, we are discussing our thoughts on the fives. So we have reached the midpoint in, you know, in the one through tens. Numerology. And 
Yeah, and our journey from the aces. This is when we start seeing conflict. Things are taking a turn for the worst, and and we experience loss and difficulties. For many of these cards, they show a a make it or break it time, because when we are faced with adversity, we must decide if we are willing to keep going or... um, Hmm. Uh, you know, dealing with the intense thoughts when it comes to giving up and sometimes giving into those thoughts. It's basically, you know, we all ebb and flow through like certain areas of our life and this card represents an ebb. So I will say though, a card like, let's say the five of swords shows that giving up might be in our best interest. Sometimes fighting for something is a losing battle when there is someone or something in a position of power blocking your way. It is important though to remember that while we may let go of a certain path, it doesn't mean this idea of ours is completely over. You know, they change and evolve. They give us better direction, help us cultivate better ideas, or even find an alternative path forward. Sometimes a path has to end for the true path to begin. And as I mentioned, loss plays a major role in a couple of these fives, such as the five of cups and pence. These cards really test us. While these cards show us methods on how to move forward, these are not happy cards, like in the slightest. To go through Mm -hmm. them is hard and difficult, even when we choose to move forward with the methods being offered to us to help us and you know sometimes we can cause our own moment of difficulty and for me we see this on the five of wands for me it shows our fear of really jumping into the thick of things or giving into the chaos of decision making rather than you know taking a step back to figure it out so how do you view the fives in tarot robin dear I only have one thing to add to what you said. Um, Fives, in my opinion, really bring up um, a conversation around power and the power we have within ourselves, but also the power that others hold over us. Um, We see Mm -hmm. this really majorly in like the Five of Cups, for example, how there's this power in the previous person, feeling, emotion, or whatever that we're so focused on that we are not allowing ourselves to kind of look beyond that. We mm-hmm. also see it in the Five of Swords with the power of knowing when to walk away from situations <laughs> when mm-hmm. we're not going to necessarily win. The Five of Wands, we have the power of like battle and fighting through, um, you know, our situations and mm-hmm. the heads that we hit. <laughs> um, and so I feel like um, this card in general is a really these cards, this number in general is a really big conversation around power and not just the power mm-hmm. like, like I said, that we have within ourselves of the power that other people hold over us um, and how mm-hmm. we kind of deal with that relationship. Yeah. And I also feel like, um, like a, for many of the different suits, like we have been, you know, flowing and all that. And I feel like the fives mm. is also like a smack of reality. <laughs> you know, massively, massively. Like, <laughs> things aren't always going to go smoothly, even when it comes to like passions and things that we enjoy. Like there's yeah, always things that we be care that about. That we have avoid. so much yeah. like love and fire for just because we care about it sometimes doesn't mean it's going to work out um, no matter how mm-hmm. hard we try. Uh, some sometimes like life hits us with unexpected things and it's 
hard. <laughs> yeah. So I, I yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's a, these five. are not a fun one. <laughs> so this week we are starting a series of episodes on like witchy tools. And this week yeah. we are starting with cauldrons. Cauldrons or cauldrons, like objects have been, it is exciting. I'm so excited. <laughs> But cauldrons or cauldron like objects have been used in magic for a very long time to represent growth and propagation, like the perfect device to mix up some magic and give it life. Right? Yeah. Mm hmm. Cauldrons date so. back to the Bronze Ages and were originally like, well, I mean, not originally, they still get used this way. You can literally go to like, oh, what is that like camping store that has the fish? Oh, oh gosh. Now Do you know what I'm talking about? Spot. I know what you're talking about. It's They're everywhere shop. too. That's what it is. It's There Bass Pro go. Shop. Uh, you go places like that, they sell them camping cauldrons or like cooking pots that go over a fire and traditionally these would have been at the hearth of the home and were used for cooking um mm -hmm. like as time went on the cauldron then developed as this major fixture like of the house representing things like safety prosperity um the home itself the family unit mm -hmm. gathering etc mm -hmm. and therefore then you know magic came from that as well yeah and like cauldron type things have been used for such a long time to symbolize so um women the womb and vaginas it is important when looking at the history that it symbolizes just one of the parts of people coming together and creating something yes. obviously now things have changed and evolved like yes, people binary, are very diverse the binary when it... has expanded <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, you know but it's very diverse when it comes to like gender and identity <laughs> They're talking yeah, about yeah. They, 800 AD. <laughs> They were not are, having these same conversations that we're having. Like, no. To them, you know, <laughs> sex was magic. Like, they have sex and something was created. So they're like, magic, mm -hmm. you know. But, yeah. um, but as I said, like, cauldron just re represents at its core is cultivation and growth like you don't have to stick with the binary system if it doesn't connect with you even if it connects to other people because there's some you know people who really? still connect with that but you don't have to <laughs> yes I think, a thousand percent <clears throat> but i think one of my favorite like tells about like cauldrons actually was medea and her cauldron like how she cut up mm -hmm. like elderly lambs and like tossed them in her cauldron with some plants and out came they came young and new and then she brought down a king by having his daughters do the same to him because he was like ill or something i can't remember the story 100% mm -hmm. because my brain doesn't work but and but it did not bring him back to life like this was her whole thing for vengeance <laughs> and i don't know i really like that story <laughs> But. Um, I learned something interesting because when we were looking up or when we originally talked about discussing cauldrons today, obviously that mm -hmm. put me down a full spiral of like looking into history that we didn't know about before. 
and something I found, and um, I could only find this a couple of places, so I don't know the full details on it. So I'm going to give the minute details mm-hmm. I have, and I'm sorry that it's not a lot. <laughs> but apparently some um, Celts use cauldrons for human sacrifice. Isn't that really mm. interesting? Yeah, I don't know the exact That's like very Medea-ish, because I'm sure it was literally, also bring something. Probably. <laughs> like, literally every source that talked about it literally was like a one-sentence mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, but tell me more. <laughs> what is the, <laughs> the details here of the human sacrifice? <laughs> Guys, we really don't deal too much in Celtic magic, so. <laughs> Neither of us do. So this is, this is an, um, an exciting detail for me that I I sadly cannot find more on. So if you actually know more about the human <laughs> sacrifice, I would like to know. And you're free to email me. <laughs> oh my gosh. But we could talk about some of the uses. Like I think, yeah. you know, cauldrons and cauldron type things automatically, as you said, like make me think of kitchen witchery. You know, cauldrons mm-hmm. were like one of the main things used to make food and brew up all types of things. You know, a cauldron sim- simmering over like a fire is one of the most like home and hearth type imageries out there. And while that has mm. changed because many of us have ovens, like the imagery is still just modernized. Like mm-hmm. that is why I think it is important to talk about how a cauldron doesn't have to be a stereotypical like cast iron, bronze globe type thing with a lip, like <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we envision it to be. You know, in my mm-hmm. opinion, like I think anything that can be like the vessel that we can mix stuff in, stuff up in can be a cauldron, like a pot pan, totally. the mortar part of the mortal, mortal and pestle, a cup, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure you get the idea, but honestly, there's no need to go important. out and buy that, like, like $50 you, you cauldron. Know, a thousand print, you know those, oh, you, what is that brand, Le Crusot? You know what I'm talking about? Is that how you say it, Le Crusot? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the enamel pans that become like heirloom cooking, like mm-hmm. pots, right? I feel like that is a really, really good example of a modern day cauldron because mm-hmm. when we look at cauldrons through history, they were used for like, like generations and they were repaired and continued to use. And so you didn't just like get a cold, like you, you weren't like, oh, you did not get a cauldron as like a wedding present, let's say, and mm-hmm. then that like that was it, and then you use it till you died, and then you just, that was like thrown in a trash pit or something. Like these were like yeah. things that families used for generations, and when they got holes in them, they were repaired. And you see the same sort of thing in these mm-hmm. heirloom heirloom cookwares nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. You get grandma's cast iron. You get. <laughs> You know, your mom's Le Crusade Dutch oven. And so these are the same sort of things that have that kind of family love that's been hooked into and then passed on, etc. And I, I don't know, I think it's a nice homage to the same kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Really anything that like 
is you know rounded and um carry like you know that you're growing like um like i even think a coffee cup could be a cauldron because especially if you're you know doing oath intention with the spell and stuff like that because you're brewing mm-hmm. this intention to come to life and teacups even bowls like it doesn't even mm-hmm. have to necessarily be fireproof unless of course you're setting fire inside of it please make it fireproof let's not burn down our houses which <laughs> please, is please use fire safety <laughs> I feel like the fire marshal I'm like let's not burn our house down <laughs> well like every time I've posted like stuff where I say that please don't burn your house down I at least have one person who always comments on my post it's like one of my friends who are witches burned their house down by doing something like this so oh my god this is why the warnings exist please don't burn your my house down <laughs> come on witches get it together <laughs> but what types of spell work do you do um, using your cauldron so for me my cauldron is like the hearth of my altar. I use mm-hmm. it for everything. <laughs> I burn incense in it. I scry in it. I, If I'm doing any kind of like candle magic with chime candles, mm-hmm. um, not any kind, but if it's like stuff that's for me and for my house and that sort of thing. And there, if I do it for other people too, it depends on the spell. Um, it, I will attach my candles to the inside of my cauldron I will burn things in it that, like, I'm trying to get away, like, get rid of. I use it for everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My cauldron is the fireplace of my altar. It is where all my magical gatherings occur. (laughs) (laughs) I... I think like even I even consider my money bowl like a cauldron because it's Mm, like you know totally yeah for because I keep adding to it and I want it to you know Mm -hmm. like grow and all that and then I like once again not just like the stereotypical cauldron but (laughs) but like simmer pots can be cauldron like things and like yeah and making soups is one of my favorite pastimes of like cauldron like activity i wish my husband liked soup i wish he liked soup because then i would be soup he's so boring he hates soup he's crazy even if it's like lentil soup like a delicious lentil soup like hates lentil soup he hates (gasps) split pea soup that's how evil he is Okay, so what you're telling me is you guys will be breaking up because he doesn't like soup. <laughs> I just make it anyway, and then he doesn't eat it. He goes, oh, I'm so full, babe. I'm so full. Like, this was so good. Thank you. I'm just, like, really full. And then, like, 30 minutes later, he's making a sandwich. But at least he tries <laughs> to spare my feelings. And he doesn't tell me that he's not going to eat it. He just, like, picks out the parts he will eat and then says he's full. <laughs> <laughs> How lame. Yeah, he just but... doesn't like soup. <laughs> now, in my cauldron cauldron, one of my favorite things to do is actually, I do, I love making loose incense blends. And I actually add like a ton of mm-hmm. my different blends on my Instagram. And so me I just like too, throw me too. a bunch of stuff in there. It's just, it's, well, I love like cleansing sticks. Like 
you know, it's easy just to light it and just go. But when you mm-hmm. make your own like loose incense blend, you can kind it's of so like much better. put it in the direction of where you want it to go. Mm-hmm. Like I just posted today um, a like, I just want to chill um, incense blend, basically. And mm-hmm. I just... I don't know. I love like putting all stuff together with intention and it smells really amazing. Prefer it. I prefer using them for incense and also making my own incense blends because the older I get, those synthetic like incense sticks make me want to die. I get such a bad headache. And like you always see those ads that are like, oh, these are actually non-synthetic. And I light that shit and I'm like, mm-hmm. You're lying, bitch. Like, you're lying. I'm getting a headache. You're a liar. I, it just sucks. It's just I know. Awful. Yeah, I know that um, wild berry, I think, is synthetic, but the smoke is mm-hmm. so good. It depends on the, the scent. Any of the, like, blue or green bases... Like, mm-hmm. they're always, like, ocean breeze or, you know, sea moss. <laughs> they always are so nasty. I want to die. They are. I want to I die. I agree. I agree. The sweet ones, though, like, king cake, strawberry, vanilla. Like, Candy those cane. ones are all... Yeah, those so are good. all fine. Uh, king cake is my favorite of all of their incense. If you're wanting to ever send me a package of incense, that's what I want. <laughs> but they're the blue and green ones are so nasty. They're so bad. Or like the Nag Champa ones, like mm-hmm. their specific one. Bloop. Terrible. It's a headache, headache on a stick. Let's talk. I love the Nag Champa one, but I can only use like one and only once in a while or else I get a headache too. Um, what was I going to say? But how many cauldrons We're getting do you totally, own? we're getting so off topic. Oh, I know. Cauldrons. How many cauldrons do you own? Like, I don't know about that. And I think that you're, I, much like Tarot, I own one cauldron. I own really? a lot. I own... So, like, I have this problem. I need if you're listening. <laughs> Don't. Um, I have this problem where if we go thrift shopping and I mm-hmm. find one that looks cool, I will just buy it. Um, no, I don't need it. So I've got, like, so many brass ones that I've gotten from, like, estate sales or, you know, yard sales that were definitely not... They were just d- decor. Mm-hmm. I think they're so cool. And then I've got two can, that are... You can find them in the South, like, when thrifting. Oh my, you're just not looking in the right places, I'm sure. I've looked. I've looked. I'm sure I, you're just not looking in the right places. Because you cannot <laughs> tell me that these Southern biddies are not, like, getting their little spooky Halloween decor out. Oh, yeah, with plastic. And honestly, not many people you in get, the South listen, decorate This is what you're Halloween. doing wrong. This is... This is what you're doing wrong, girl. You need to go to, like, Aunt Bertha, who is 95 and died. Okay. <laughs> and you need to go to the really old estate sales. Like, for old, old people. Not like somebody who, like, unfortunately passed in their 60s. Like, somebody who lived a full-ass life and go to their estate sales. Because <laughs> I guarantee they're going to have some old, like, rusted, bronze... Sing. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. I, was, I, find them, I never find them at like normal yard sales. It's always at like 
great great aunt Ag- Agatha's house who was like 103. 103. <laughs> I actually only own three cauldrons. So Wow. Yeah. How many do you use? Um they're all in use right now. Like I have one of my money bowls is in a cauldron. Oh, like, that's good. Yeah, that's so clever. And yeah. It's a bronze one too. So, oh, look yeah. at you. <laughs> and then I use She's one of my altars. guys. <laughs> that's for flowers. It's kind of just mm-hmm. for decoration. And then I have my big one, which I use for everything. So, yeah. I have, yeah. so my big one I use for everything. And then I have a small one that I use for like, um, like home cleansing incense because it's small mm-hmm. enough that it's easy to carry around and I don't yeah. like feel like I don't know what it is but like you know the little handles that they give them I'm always convinced that the big one's gonna like break oh my the handles on the cast iron um cauldrons are terrible they're so bad so that's why i use the little one for like home cleansing because i'm not so worried about it like breaking Mm -hmm. (laughs) um for when i'm like you know going through the house with like a smoke cleansing yeah i'm not worried about it breaking but like when you lift up the handle the thing always catches and it won't lift and they're terrible (laughs) if you are a cauldron maker listening to this please take that (laughs) please take notes i got a bone to pick with you (laughs) and apparently if you want to send me some of those estate cell cauldrons i will gladly i I literally will i actually was we just had yard sale weekend here where we live which is an annual event where we live Mm -hmm. in like a valley that has five towns Mm -hmm. and everyone puts their yard sales out that weekend so you like you there's like a map that the valley makes and you drive around hey. and you go to all the this is so fun I've i heard, like some people think valleys are cauldrons that's why you're finding cauldrons in the valley mm-hmm. maybe <laughs> um i usually find a bunch of them and i actually did a tweet and i was saying like let's take bets on how many cauldrons i can find this weekend and i only found one <laughs> It was one of those really big camping ones, like the five-gallon camping ones. Mm-hmm. I would have bought it, but they wanted $172 for it, and I was like, be so fucking for real. <laughs> like, this rusted-ass thing that if I were going to use it for camping, okay, which I wouldn't, mm-hmm. but if I were, I'm going to have to, like, oh. wire wool it and season it and, like, do all these things just to make it functioning because it it's is- rusted as fuck. Yeah, it is so much fun, though, like going camping and bringing a cauldron and like making stuff in it, especially, you know, actually cooking and stuff in it, not just spell work. But it's like one of the most witchy ass things ever, just being out <laughs> in nature and just be like, ha I am the witch of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you know funny. whose cauldron co- collection I'm jealous of? Mara's? Yes! What a stinky bee. Every single time she brings out her cauldrons, I'm like, you bitch. Give me them now. (laughs) By the way, guys, we're talking about Marla Starling. Yeah, Marla Starling. She, the Welsh, she's the author of Welsh Welsh Witchcraft. Why can't I talk today? 
Um, and she has like these stacks of cauldrons. Have you ever seen the Black Cauldron? The movie The Black Cauldron? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a Disney film, and they've got like stacks of cauldrons. Like that's what her house reminds me of when I whenever I see the cauldrons in the background. With trolls pinking out because she collects trolls yeah. too. <laughs> She's she's living the life I want to live. The life. <laughs> well, on that note, is there anything else about cauldrons that you feel our listeners listeners uh, should know? No, I can't I think of anything. Good, I know. Yeah, like anything think- like that can hold liquid and can be yeah. have stuff brewed in has the potential of being a cauldron so use your imagination have fun don't go yeah. out and spend 175 dollars on that large cauldron unless you want or to or do you it and it. then send it in my direction but only after you've wire ruled it and seasoned it so that way i can use it <laughs> xoxo gossip girl <laughs> So, Robin, what is stirring your cauldron this week? My screen glitched, okay? It went from, like, zero to five. I was like, what's going on? So I was waiting for, like, the timer to start. Oh, so funny. Thank you so much for asking. Oh, you're so welcome. Um, actually, this week is... So, my friend Jessica... Um, guys probably know her from the what's up weirdo podcast she has written a foreword for volume five of the feminine macabre which is a women's journal of all things strange and unusual and i'm so excited about it i already ordered it (laughs) i've already ordered it it will be here next week (laughs) and i'm so excited about it i think it's gonna be so fun and like i know that like things during my cauldron typically aren't like shouting out projects and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but I just think this like I've gotten a couple of their uh, other volumes before and Mm -hmm. it's been very cool and good and I'm just really proud of my friend and I think it's exciting (laughs) that sounds amazing so what is it so the feminine macabre it's like it's like a magazine kind of um okay it's a little bit more hearty than like your typical magazine it's it's a journal right mm-hmm. so it's like oh, so it's uh, like a zine kind of yeah and it's a little bit thicker um it's got a bunch of articles and short stories that sort of thing and it's mm-hmm. kind of trying to highlight the feminine perspective of like the you know the macabre the uh, occult, the paranormal, etc., which is a male-dominated field, and it's just—I don't know—I just think it's really exciting and cool. And that does oh, I cool. like it. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. I I'm, want. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to get it, and I'm so proud of Jess. So this is all very well, cool. I'm gonna have to subscribe to that because that sounds amazing. They're, so they're one-off things. You don't even have to subscribe. You can just buy each volume that you want to get. And oh, okay. hers literally was released today, so a couple of days before this airs. So it's very exciting. I'm gonna get it. Yes. Yeah. I'll send you the link. <laughs> Thank you. And if you follow me on Twitter, I've shared it like ten times. So <laughs> go there. Robin's got you. <laughs> Hi, 
So, Maria, what's not stirring your cauldron this week? Oh, I'm going to tell you. It's going to be a rant. It's going to be wondrous and wonderful. <laughs> well, not wonderful, but yes, hear my rage. Anyways. <laughs> so, honestly, what is not stirring my cauldron is like all the anti-trans and queer propaganda right now happening everywhere. Like, I call these types of things like hate fads, where like a group of people decide they hate a certain thing and they just attack it. They take like no time to understand it and they just need something to direct their unhappiness at it is easier mm-hmm. to like blame a group of people for their unhappiness lack of being able to be themselves and the monsters hiding in their own lives and to listen and open up to the open up their worlds a little bit and i truly feel that like hate fads are like the new roman gladiator type things many people love to see pain and suffering and this is just mm-hmm. a new way to scratch that itch in the modern age but it is just so it's just a scary time like I feel like I'm doing 10 times the protection spells lately to protect the people I love because I'm terrified for them. It just Mm -hmm. grinds my gears that I've spent my whole life as a cis woman protecting myself from cis men. And now a cis, now cis men and women are the majority of people I worry about doing stuff to the people I love and still myself. It has never, ever been trans people and queer people that I have felt the need to protect myself from through, through spell work or anything. And all this stuff feels just so much misdirected and is stopping like real and meaningful change when it comes to actual harmful people and groomers. Like it just, it yeah. makes me very angry. I but, mean, yeah. I've said it once. I've said it a million times before. If Jesus came back tomorrow, these people would crucify him again. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. have no, they, it's like they've not even read their own book. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I think it's crazy, and I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, but I'm listeners. I don't want to get too, too soapboxy on your square, <laughs> I, but listeners, we are here for you, and we hope yes. that you know this is a safe space for you as mm-hmm. you know a queer person. So yes, yeah, we have your backs. And people who don't are. Oh, nope. I'm not going to say it. Um, <laughs> you can stop listening to that now, those people. <laughs> Dang. Um, I hope you... <clears throat> if you were to get... <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. Um, anyway. <laughs> Let's hope for better days. And yes. yeah. And... We're Maybe doing they can channel. For you. Let's just like hope that they channel this kind of energy into something actually productive, like mm-hmm. actually you know stopping <laughs> actual predators. Maybe um, looking or, at like, Catholic the school shootings, or yeah, the <laughs> what is it? It was like eight hundred cases of child abuse mm-hmm. in like one state alone last year. I don't think it all happened last year, but the cases all came. Yeah, and there's laws protecting like churches against like being in trouble for these things. So I mean, let's just concentrate on people who are already struggling and hurting and stuff. Who are you know? Uh, you know, <laughs> victims of violence all the time. Let's just concentrate on them because their lives can't be hard enough. Like. 
yeah. poor trans people. And anyway, I'm sorry. we love you. And we I'm sorry you. for ending this. Happy Pride. This. Happy Pride. Yes. Happy Pride. <laughs> Go throw a brick. Yes. <laughs> If you've just joined us this week, every week we talk about creators that we are loving right now. This can be social media, small businesses, books, podcasts, art, or any kind of thing that we are loving right now. (laughs) So that being said, Maria, who are you loving right now? So I am loving... Okay, I want to start that I don't have this deck. Like, I've just seen it, but it's also $80 and I'm like... (laughs) I want it really bad, but I can't justify it right now, but I want it because it's really cute. But it's the Silver Acorn Tarot, and it's by Art of Stephanie, um, hopefully I don't say this last name wrong, Basima, Basima. Mm Um, But it is so cute. It's an animal, like, Halloween deck because of mm-hmm. some of the characters have like pumpkin heads it has it's like it feels very over the garden wall if they went disney if that makes sense yeah. does that make sense yeah. um but they are so cute and so beautiful um and i really want them <laughs> i'm just saying that if I find eighty dollars run, you know, just lying around, I will probably be like, "Ha, huh, a gift for me! Like, treat myself." Because <laughs> it is beautiful. It is stunning. But what you've been loving? So I just recently found this deck called the Earth Magic Tarot by Daniel Martin Diaz, and I need it. <laughs> it actually, you'd think that this deck uh, would have been something that Maria would. Uh, recommended because it's beige and black. <laughs> um, but <it's, laughs> everything in it is kind of giving like medieval vibes, medieval artwork vibes. Um, it's all like black line work and it is mm-hmm. friggin' stunning. I actually it thought is. originally that it was um, what is that studio called? Uesis or yeah, what is it? Uusi Studios. I thought yeah. that, that w- this was something that they had done. Um it does look like not. it. Especially it, it has the that leaf vibe. guy. Yeah. The leaf guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe they have like really a very cute. similar printing press or something. I'm not certain. But it is stunning. I need it. I want it. I've gotta have it. Um give it to me. <laughs> I'm surprised that you like this one with it being black and beige, as you yeah, said. Yeah, but it's also <laughs> giving like it's also giving that like macabre feel, which we know mm-hmm. I love. I love a simple line work macabre deck, and this is because it's giving that like medieval vibe. It, it's mm-hmm. got a, it's got a like a macabre sense to it, and I really like that. Oh no, they do what um, that other brand is too the UACs the guidebook is sold separately boo (laughs) boo I still want it (laughs) (laughs) also this season we have been doing listener submissions this year uh, recommendations from you guys so Maria Mm -hmm. who is listener submission this week this is actually someone we had on the podcast I think the first season Yes. I think so too. I think so. And if it wasn't the first season, it was like episode two of the second season. Yeah. 
and we love her. So when we saw the user submitted thing, we're like, we have to mention Michelle, but her shop and platform is Twig and Feather, and she sells teas, and she also talks all things plants and herbs and how you can use them for your health. And She even has courses on herbalism. Yeah, and I don't know. She's just an amazing and knowledgeable source about how to use plants for your health benefit. And I don't know. I could watch her stuff forever. And her teas are delicious. I can 100% say that because she sent me some sometimes. She had this coca. Oh, gosh. I don't know. It was like it definitely had cocoa nibs in it. And Mm -hmm. it was just so good. It tasted like healthy hot cocoa. It was so yummy. That sounds would really get good. It again. <laughs> would get it again. I would pay a lot to get it because it is delicious. <laughs> I went through it way too fast, though. I was like... <laughs> but it was really good. So definitely check That's out her funny. stuff. And yes. Goodies. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope that we will see you again on Friday, June 16th for our Coffee Talk episode or June 23rd for our 12th episode of season four. You can keep an eye out on our social media or head to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com to find out more information and see what we're up to. And don't forget to join us on Patreon June 24th with Katie Webb on how to use tarot for paranormal investigation. This is available for the library tier and up. And if you miss it, it will be available like immediately on Patreon uh, via YouTube to watch at any future date. (laughs) And additionally, our Patreon Magical Beginnings offers our special 25-minute part two episode, a huge library of articles about witchcraft, a Discord community full of fun events and discussions. And we even have a tier that offers one-on-one conversations with Robin and myself. Yeah. So, uh, so please, if you are loving our sexy, sensual, just uh, chef's kiss voices, take a moment <laughs> to review us on whatever streaming service that you are tuning in from, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love reading your reviews and rating us with five stars helps us to be seen by others. So thank you all very much who already have rated us. And for those of, for those of you who will in the future, we appreciate you very much. So again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from At A Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from At Maria the Arcane on Instagram. You ready? She had no idea who she was. Oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. I did. <laughs> Are you ready? Yep, yep. I did actually. I know who I am. Thank you. I do. Sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, I like to disassociate once in a while so once in a while and that's fine that's your right <laughs> as a woman to do thanks <laughs> ready one one two, two three three five, five witches, witches.